You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast from Liberty Family Church. For more information about our church, head to the website, libertyfamilychurch.net.au. Who likes a well-written song? Yeah, few of us. Well, a well-written song is a powerful thing, isn't it? For me, and I know, I know Donna, and I know who she's thinking of when she thinks of a well-written song... What's that guy a name? Shannon Knoll, is it? Oh, Jimmy Anderson, the cricketer. Jimmy Barnes, that's right. No, sorry, I'm always stirring her. Jimmy Barnes, that's who she's thinking of. But a powerful song is, is powerful in so many ways, isn't it? It's, it's almost like when you have this... God's given music as such a gift to us and in many ways it's like a whole of body, mind and heart experience, isn't it? We're connecting with a really good song. A, a quality song captivates us. It draws us in. It causes us to pause and ponder and often marvel as we reflect on words sung, melodies played, harmonies heard, even the energy and the joy of the performer or band, just like we saw last night. And in the lead-up to Christmas this year, not only are we going to be exploring the songs that tell the story through our Advent reading plan, but we're also going to be exploring songs that tell the story of Jesus each Sunday this year in this Christmas series called Songs of Hope. And today we're going to reflect on an incredible hymn. This is remarkable. It's blown me away exploring this one. It's a hymn called Come Thou long-expected Jesus. So how about we pray and invite Holy Spirit to bless this series and really guide us as we reflect on songs of hope and look to Jesus afresh this Christmas. Let's pray. Loving God, we just want to praise you. As we already have, we're giving you the glory. We just want to worship you. We just want to reflect and honour and celebrate all that you are, all that you have done. You are so good. There is no one like you. And this series, God, as in the weeks ahead as we approach Christmas, we invite you, Holy Spirit, to come and do a powerful work in each and every one of us that we would not just kind of go through the normal Christmas motions of, oh, yeah, it's this again, but, God, that we would come with expectancy, that we would come with a fresh heart, a fresh desire to want to have the wonder of this season, the wonder of the good news of the gospel, the wonder of the coming of the Messiah be a fresh experience for us this Christmas. Would you do a powerful work in our hearts that we might worship you all the more and that our worship might lead us to being bearers of good news to others around us? Holy Spirit, Do this work as only you can do, we ask. And would these songs of hope ring out loud the wonder of the hope for humanity that we have in Jesus Christ. And we pray all of these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Expected Jesus born. 
Now that is a pretty amazing hymn, isn't it? So, Come Thou Long-Expected Jesus was written and published by Charles Wesley all the way back in 1745. And if, if Charles Wesley is a new name to you, here's what you need to know about Charles Wesley. He was a prolific hymn writer. Like, we're not just talking 20 hymns. 
We're not just talking hundreds of hymns. We're talking over six and a half thousand hymns. Six and a half thousand hymns. And you might know this, or you might not, but there's a little other carol that he's fairly well known for. It goes by the name of Hark the Herald Angels Sing. You might have known that one. Anyway, for many believers, come thou long expected Jesus is not so much associated with the nativity of Christ as it is with the beginning of Advent. Many view it as being the perfect song, a song of anticipation, a song of hope that causes those listening to to look towards Jesus, to eagerly anticipate his coming to earth. I just want to read through the lyrics again and then we'll draw out some reflections to encourage all of us today. So Holy Spirit, again, we just say, bring your deep, profound hope to each of our hearts today. And these words I'm reading are Wesley's updated 1777 lyrics a couple of years later. He writes, Come thou long-expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins, release us. Let us find our rest in thee. Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth thou art. Dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. Born thy people to deliver Born a child and yet a king. Born to reign in us forever. Now thy gracious kingdom bring. By thy own eternal spirit. Rule in all our hearts alone. By thy all-sufficient merit. Raise us to thy glorious throne. Those lyrics are really something, aren't they? For me, these lyrics are are really something because of the comprehensive message of hope that they're offering us. They're quite profound, actually. Like if you you analyse it, in just two eight-line stanzas, Charles Wesley points us to three hopes that are realised in Jesus. Ancient hope, future hope, and present hope. What do I mean by ancient hope? Well, if, you, if you're here or watching online and, and you're familiar with the Bible, you'd likely know that Israel had been waiting and waiting and waiting some more for the promised Messiah to come. In fact, you mightn't realise this, but Jewish people today, they're continuing to wait for the Messiah to come. Unless they're Messianic believers, which means they believe in the Messiah as being Jesus, the Jewish people are still waiting for the Messiah to come. They don't believe that Jesus is God's promised Messiah. But as followers of Jesus today, who have had the truth revealed to our hearts by Holy Spirit, we know that Jesus is not just a good teacher. He wasn't just a prophet. We know and believe that Jesus is the Messiah. He is the promised one sent by God to set people free. Matthew records Jesus' birth like this, reading from Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Matthew writes, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. 
And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Wow, imagine hearing that. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. In verse 23, Matthew provides the link to an Old Testament promise of God who promised to send the Messiah found in Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14. Do you see that? You know, a baby will be born, but not just any baby, a baby called Emmanuel, God with us, God in human form, in human flesh, the promised Messiah, the long expected Jesus who, Wesley writes, was born to do many things. He was born to set people free. He was born to serve as Israel's strength and Israel's consolation. He was born to deliver people, born as a child and yet a king. Another messianic prophecy in Isaiah 9.6 points to why what Wesley writes is 100% true. Isaiah writes, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Friends, this child is Jesus. This child is Jesus. Born a child and yet a king. This is who Jesus was for Israel, and this is who Jesus continues to be. The very fact that this child, Jesus, Emmanuel, the promised Messiah, was born is the ancient hope that Wesley invites us, encourages us, urges us to pause and reflect on this Christmas. But here's the wonderful truth, and most of us here are likely in this boat, and if we're believers, we praise God evermore for this. Not only did Jesus come and offer hope to the nation of Israel, but he came to offer hope to people of every nation and every tribe and every tongue. J.R. Watson, a British hymnologist, yep, that's a profession. You can be a doctor of hymnology. He explains this really well. He writes, This hymn's uniqueness comes from its skillful conjunction of several elements into one simple-sounding discourse. Those elements include the Old Testament promise of the Messiah, Israel's strength and consolation, who has been long expected and who will set his people free, the New Testament story of the birth of the child who is also a king, Matthew 2.6, and the idea of the Christ child not only as the strength and consolation of Israel, but also the hope of all the earth, a Christ who is born for the Gentiles as well as the Jews, a Christ who was born for the Gentiles. And if you're wondering what that means, that just means anyone who's not a Jew, 
anyone else, as well as the Jews. What Wesley's getting at, what he beautifully portrays is Jesus is a saviour for all. Jesus is a saviour for all. As Wesley writes, Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth thou art. Dear desire of some, no, every nation, joy of every longing heart. Praise God. You know, as we, as we look back, as we reflect on ancient hope realised in Jesus, we need to remember that it's not only Israel who benefit. It's all people from every nation on earth. Anyone who trusts in Jesus. Anyone who has, as Wesley describes, a longing heart for him. This is good news for them. Praise God. What hope the long-expected Jesus brings us. So, Wesley's hymn encourages us to reflect on ancient hope. And it also encourages us to reflect on future hope. What's that? What do I mean by future hope? I'm talking about the reality that I think it was Ray who prayed earlier, was led by the Spirit to pray. It is the reality that one day Jesus is going to return to reign as king forever. Jesus is going to return to reign as king forever. Jesus has come in the form of a humble baby king, vulnerable child, one of us, fully God and yet fully man. But scripture is clear that one day he will return to rule and reign forevermore as a mighty, victorious king in all his splendor and all will see and all will tremble. This forward-looking hope is, is all over Wesley's hymn, if, if you really open your eyes to it. From the opening line to the closing line, you can see how Wesley masterfully invites us to look forward to future hope when Christ returns. Just let me read it to you. Let this sink in. Come, thou long-expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins release us. He will ultimately one day, completely, forevermore. Let us find our rest in thee. Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth thou art. Dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. Born thy people to deliver, born a child and yet a king. Born to reign in us forever. Now thy gracious kingdom bring. By thy own eternal spirit, Rule in all our hearts alone. By thy all-sufficient merit, raise us to thy glorious throne. Incredible, isn't it? It really is a masterpiece by Wesley, a profound work of hope. Ancient hope, realised, and future hope will one fine, glorious day be realised fully when Jesus returns. What a wonderful hymn this is, friends. And yet, as I said earlier, it doesn't even stop there. Because come thou long expected Jesus also encourages us to look to hope in the present. To look to hope right now. To take hold of present hope through Jesus Christ. A devotion on this hymn that I was, came across, um, it's from an organisation called the High 
Oh, it's called The High Calling and it's produced by Theology of Work. It explains the power of presence hope really well in this hymn. They write, Come thou long-expected Jesus wonderfully epitomises the thematic diversity of Advent, which in normal English just means the many themes of the Christmas season. In this hymn, we put ourselves back into the place of the Israelites, hoping for God to send a king who would bring freedom, strength and consolation. Yet, we also sing this song as people who know that Jesus was the promised Messiah, that he came to set us free from our sins, that he is the desire of every nation, not just the Jewish people. Because we understand that his work on earth is not finished, we ask Jesus, now thy gracious kingdom bring. We hope for the time when Christ will return, establishing fully and finally the kingdom of God. But this hymn doesn't only express an ancient hope for the Messiah and a contemporary hope for the Messiah's second coming, this hymn rightly assumes that Jesus also comes today, in a sense. One day he will come and bring the kingdom. Today, Jesus can begin to reign in us forever. One day, Jesus will reign, raise us to his glorious throne. Today, he can rule in our hearts alone through his eternal spirit. Are you getting this? Like, this is so good. What a gift this hymn is for us. Wesley's hymn encourages us to remember that because of Jesus, there's hope for us right now. There's hope for us right now. It's not like God came and and did all these things and talks about love for the world and people with the expectation and focus being on, oh, when I come back, then it will all be good. I'm not saying that this life's necessarily going to go well, but what I am guarantee for you is that Jesus wants to come and reign in your heart now. No matter what. No matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter whether your desire is for him 100% all the time or sometimes it's only 5%. Jesus' heart is for you and he wants to come and reign in your life now. Present hope, whatever we're facing in life, whatever it even is we're waiting for, whatever it is, we can take hold of present hope today because of Jesus Christ. So what what does present hope look like? Well, I I really believe it, it looks exactly like what we were talking about recently as a church community. We've been reflecting on, on the Holy Spirit. It's, it looks like allowing Holy Spirit or the, the eternal spirit, as Wesley calls him, to rule in our hearts alone, guiding us to live free in his kingdom, to, to live as followers of Jesus Christ, empowered, spirit-led, right here, right now. If you read over the lyrics, you'll see line after line. Again, it's amazing how he, he's done this looking at the, part, the ancient hope, the future hope, but also the present hope. And, and you look at it and it's just talking about the freedom that Jesus actually invites us to enjoy with him now. I'm just going to share a very quick list and I encourage you, do your homework during the week. Go through it yourself and cross-reference with other passages and things and consider some more for yourself. Think about this, set thy people free. Scripture says that we've been set free from sin... Only in one way, through faith in Jesus, Romans 6.23. 
present hope right there, all because of Jesus. Find our rest in thee. This, that's a reference to Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, where, where Jesus invites people who are weary and heavy laden just to come to him. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. And what? I will give you rest. That's an allusion alluding to that. Um, Jesus frees us from our fears and sin. How? As we rest in him. You know, positionally, if our faith is in him, we've been freed from our sins. But experientially or the sense of feeling that we have in being free is found through pressing into him, resting in him, and he can free us now. That's the beautiful reality. Present hope all because of Jesus. Thy own eternal spirit ruling in our hearts. That's a, a reference to Romans 5.5 5, where, where the Apostle Paul reminds us that God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. God's own spirit, like I've tried to bring this home in our last series, really hear this. We've got to hear this. God's own spirit resides in us. Like, let really just think about that again for a second. God's own spirit, if you're a believer, if you've placed your faith in Jesus Christ, the moment you do that, God's spirit comes and dwells within you. God's own spirit is in us. Again, present hope, all because of Jesus. Thy all-sufficient merit, raise us to thy glorious throne. There's another reference to... Another one of Paul's letters to the Ephesians, chapter 2, verses 8 to 9. You know, Wesley's, Wesley's reminding us that we're not saved and in right relationship with God through anything we can do. It's not on us. It's by grace that we've been saved through faith in Jesus Christ. Again, present hope to be enjoyed now all because of Jesus. Friends, as we approach Christmas this year, let's invite Holy Spirit to really put the words of this powerful hymn right before us. Let's invite him to plant these lyrics deep within our hearts. Because Jesus coming to earth, as as Wesley so powerfully illustrates, as he so powerfully communicates, Jesus coming to earth offered people ancient hope. It was hopes realised from long ago. It offers people future hope that one day, as Revelation describes, one day all the pain and the suffering and the sickness and the evil and the injustice of this world will be wiped away. God will make all things right Those who've done terrible things will face judgment and get what they deserve. And God will create and restore this earth into a new heavens and earth. And we will be with him forever. That's the future hope. And not only that, the present hope now too. We can take hold because of Jesus. We can take hold of the present hope. And, you know, I think... Come Thou Long Expected Jesus is a wonderful hymn, really, to reflect on any time of the year, not just 
at Christmas. I got a quote from another hymnologist, Carl Dawes. There's a whole team of these hymnologists, I don't know. I reckon I could be a hymnologist. I could get into that. He explains why perfectly. He says, Come thou long-expected Jesus is not so much a hymn about nativity as it is about incarnation. The details of the birth are never mentioned. No manger, no shepherds, no angels. Yet there is an awareness here that the larger mystery being celebrated leads to the sending of the Holy Spirit and comes full circle in Christ's reign in glory when God's people will find freedom from fear and sin, when hope will be fulfilled and when human hearts will be aligned with God's saving purposes. Amen to that, I say. Praise God. I just want to read through the lyrics to this hymn one final time and then I'll close in prayer, inviting, inviting Jesus to come and dwell with us now. Come and dwell with us in the lead-in to Christmas. That as, we're, as we set aside a little bit of time amongst the craziness, amongst the endless end-of-year school things, amongst the, the shopping lists and the attempts to find the perfect gift, amongst the stressing over, do I really want that person in my house at Christmas? Or whatever it is. No one does that, do they? Uh, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> you know, whatever it is, amongst all of the norm, the normal things of Christmas, let's just pray that Holy Spirit would help us to pause and reflect on the wonder of the hope that he offers mankind. Let's read this again. Come, thou long-expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins release us. Let us find our rest in thee. Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth thou art, dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. Born thy people to deliver, born a child and yet a king. Born to reign in us forever. Now thy gracious kingdom bring. By thy own eternal spirit, rule in all our hearts alone. By thy all-sufficient merit, raise us to thy glorious throne. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Again, we are just in awe of you, God. We're in awe of you. We're in awe of the way that from the very start of the story, as we looked at a couple of years ago now, God's story from the opening pages of Genesis all to the very end of Revelation, your story has been one of relentless pursuit of people relentless pursuit of people, making a way in the Old Testament, looking forward to the one who will come to make a way for people to be made right with God once again. And we just thank you that at Christmas we're reflecting on, along with the Israelites of old, reflecting on the, the ancient hope 
that one day the Messiah will come. We thank you, God, that now in this season of history, at this time, where we actually look back on that. We look back and say, thank you, God, that you did indeed come. Thank you, Father, that you sent your son, Emmanuel, God with us, born a child and yet the glorious, mighty king. And God, we also just praise you that as we look ahead, as, we, as our eyes focus on Jesus coming, but even as we focus on the first coming, we think toward the second coming and go, yeah, one day you are going to return. And one fine day, all things will be made right. All of our deepest heart longings will be fulfilled and, and fully our hopes will be realised as you return and we are with you forever. And God, Holy Spirit, we invite you to really plant in us in this leading to Christmas, a very real, tangible, peaceful, present hope. A real and tangible present hope. God, you know. You look at, look at the world, you look at the, the um, season and, and I guess what it's become. And no doubt, your, your heart grieves that. But Lord, what a joy it is to know that you long to presence yourself with people now. You desire that your kingdom would come now. It's not just going to be a future thing. It's a, it's a now and not yet thing. It's a now. So Holy Spirit, we invite you to do a work in each of our hearts in the lead up to Christmas. Challenge us, stir us, encourage us to, to pause and ponder to sit with the wonder of the hope this Christmas, the hope that Jesus offers us now in the present, the wonder of the ancient hopes realised, just as you said they would be, and the glorious promise that one fine day future hope will come and all things will be made new. So, Jesus, we celebrate you this morning. We worship you, Jesus. King Jesus, we worship you. Thank you that you are the Messiah. Thank you that we can now, if we place our faith in you, be close to you, be declared righteous, which means we're in right standing with you, there's nothing separating us from you. And we can find complete forgiveness and freedom from the clutches of sin and death. Free us more and more, we pray, as we reflect on you, as we sit in your presence, and as we enjoy you this Christmas season.